Welcome to the Oh Shit Twins podcast. I'm your host, Georgia Martel. Today, I'm going to be talking to Nicola. Nicola shares her experiences of getting a birth diagnosis of Down syndrome for one of her twin daughters. I'm going to be discussing what it was like for her and her family and advice she would give to another family that might have got the same diagnosis. Stay tuned. Hi, Nicola. I just wanted to say again, thank you for agreeing to do the Oh Shit Twins podcast. So today we're going to be talking about your well your daughters because you've got twin twin daughters yeah. and one of them has a diagnosis of down syndrome but before we even get into that how are you i'm going to be talking to nicola nicola shares her experiences nicola 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 I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. We've been super busy at the moment because I'm currently decorating and I'm a nurse as well. So we've been super busy as well, working and juggling everything, but I'm all good today. Thank you. So we're going to, I wanted to start from the beginning when you found out you were having twins. Yeah. (laughs) What was that like? Because you've got a son before and then you I think your name sums that up quite well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I suffered with, in pregnancy, I suffered with hyperemesis. So oh, I've, got okay. a, I've got twins and I've got Lucas as well, who's older. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had hyperemesis with Lucas. So when I got pregnant again with the girls, it wasn't anything uncommon. So mm-hmm. if people don't know what hyperemesis is, it's severe vomiting. So yeah. I, not very nice. I'm quite sick about 30, 40 times a day. But I had this weird feeling that there was something not quite right like mm. I couldn't put my finger on what it was and then we went for our 12-week scan mm-hmm. um, and the sonographer was just really quiet and I thought oh they're going to tell us something really bad something's something's wrong with one of the babies mm. um, and then she just turns the screen and it was on like a big tv screen in front of us and she mm. said um, congratulations you've got two <laughs> so me and my husband were like sorry sorry this is you. <laughs> and yep. I've never seen my husband he was like literally like as white as a ghost I thought we were going to pass out <laughs> He's just like, two, and there's two. I was like, uh, yeah. And then what was really weird about it is these twins do run in my family. And mm. when we had Luke, we joked about Luke as being a twin to the family. Mm. So this time when I rung up and I was like, oh, it's twins. Everyone thought I was joking. And I'm like, no, this is really twins. There's two in there. So yeah, it was a bit, a bit of a shock. And I, I'm not sure when you ever fully digest the information. Because I don't. still don't think right up until birth, I was still like, expecting one to come out <laughs> so looking back I was just I was just walking around like a zombie like, yeah. you, 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 obviously because I don't know what type of twins if you was was you getting scanned more often yeah we got yeah. scanned more often from just 20 weeks yeah um, yeah I had I, I never know the proper names of it but is it die die so when they've got oh. separate centers separate, oh, okay yeah so they were yeah. like yeah so they were completely separate but yeah but, but so I had quite a few scans um and then Quinn she she wasn't growing quite well so towards the end I was being scanned weekly and they came quite oh, early so mm. we had 32 weeks pregnant mm-hmm. I, my water went at 31 and then they managed to hold off um oh, I mean I got labor but I was ended up being shipped to a different hospital because there was no intensive care bed so oh, okay. I had to do life somewhere else and I thought I was going to give birth miles away but then mm. luckily they let me out and then when I went back into labor on Valentine's Day of all days mm-hmm. <laughs> um they uh, they had beds where we were then so we were able to stay local which was oh, okay. we were in the area for a while as well because yeah. Lucas 
like I'm thinking about the traveling aspect as yeah because well, so. because my situation my girls were born at 27 weeks so it's interesting because they got separated for one week and I always think because they were my they're my first children I was like how would I manage how would I manage this if I had like a, a child already because it's very yeah. intense it's very, so I can imagine that would have been that's excellent that you was able to be all in one hospital yeah so did you do the screening the prenatal screening yeah yeah. had the prenatal screening and again like I said I'm a nurse and it's not something I ever really thought about because Mm. you just you kind of go into there and they'll say oh this is the screen and it's almost talked about as if it's just a routine thing that happens yeah and leaflet you don't really read the leaflets because who read the leaflets (laughs) Uh, just go in have your scan and then obviously had the blood tests and we got low chance that I actually did use the word risk which I I advocate not to use Mm. the word risk Mm. like there's something wrong Uh, but yeah so we got um, low chance um, results so didn't think anything of it and obviously the girls were being both screened regularly throughout the scan so nothing was ever picked up until birth so Harper was a birth diagnosis of because yeah. I think because even when I look, like started looking at your Instagram page and I was like I don't you know like I literally had to sit and think I was like oh yeah I do remember getting the screening but yeah. I just you just don't think you do it you don't think anything of it as you yeah. said you're given a leaflet you don't really <laughs> you don't pay any mind <laughs> And I, I same as it, I got I got low chance, you just carry on with it, you just yeah. carry on with it, you don't ever think about it. So if you can just go through how how the the health professionals, doctors, nurses presented yeah. to you that Harper have Down syndrome. Yeah. So again, like obviously they were early, so it was mm. a bit of a panic and everything was and, and that another bit to the story as well is that I birthed quite quick. Mm. So this was born in an hour. Um, so oh. there was quite a, a big chance that I was going to birth quite quickly with the girls as well mm. so it was all a bit of a pandemic moment because there's like mm. tons of people in the room you've got yeah, two doctors for everything so it's mm. like full on we know what was happening because obviously I was giving birth they took I gave birth to Harper first so Harper is who has Down syndrome um, so I gave birth to Harper first and they whisked her to the back I can't even remember that part really mm. and then obviously I birthed Quinn both of them got taken over to special care and then we just sat and waited so Mm. we waited for about 30 minutes with no news we didn't really know what was happening at all Mm. we've not been told whether the girls were okay or anything like that and then we had two doctors come into the room which looked quite sad I I definitely knew there was something wrong Mm. and yeah they came in and said we're really sorry to have to tell you my first thought was one of them's died or they've both died or yeah because that's when someone starts a sentence like that is is de- in your like is common it's linked to death yeah. not yeah that's it you think yeah. something's like gone wrong and then they said one who was suspecting one of your daughters has got triastomy 21 so again in my head I was like I don't even know what that is I'm like mm. what's triastomy 21 and then they said oh it's down syndrome so we've got a friend who's got down syndrome and she's 38 so obviously I'm thinking about her so I'm like mm. thinking not it was so hard to like even process because yeah. for one we've not been told that she she got it through screening so I was like well we've been screened I don't understand like we haven't got they said it was like low chance and and then how how sad they were I'm associating it with our friend because to me I don't see her as being sad, yeah. sad thing and yeah. so it was very very confusing and then they went and then we got handed a pack of leaflets um to say this is what down syndrome is mm. um, and I can only describe to you the images are so out of date the pictures are just offensive lack of mm. what they, they use as an image of what a child with down syndrome is um, and then you get a list of medical diagnoses that you could possibly have so it's every worst case scenario if you've got um, oh, a, a down syndrome and then on top of that was an adoption leaflet 
and oh, they wow. went away and no one ever came back to me no one ever come to me to speak to me like have you processed that information how do you feel about down syndrome do you want to talk to anybody because you can have counseling which I've, I know that now I didn't know mm. that at the time since mm. I've done a lot more research into it but no one offered me any genetics counseling or anything mm. like that Harper did have to have further testing so you have to have proper blood testing they're only going off the markers of why they suspect yeah. Down syndrome. Yeah. so gap toe and palm crease and all that sort of stuff eyes and then three days later you get taken into another room but again being a nurse I know what room they're taking you into they're taking yeah. you into breaking the bad news room and I'm oh sort of like and it's not really it, it wasn't ever it's hard to say like at the time I felt like it was bad news but again I think it was how it was handled made mm. me think it was bad news looking back now if I'd known what I'd known now it would have been a completely different process because I almost like grieved Harper like mm. your I thoughts really like what you thought your yeah. twin mum experience was going to be you mourn That's that it. not your yeah. Not your obviously not your actual child. I'm sure I'm sure that you had an emotional battle in the yeah. beginning. But as you said, it's it's the language that's used. How old are your twins? It's not that long ago. Yeah, they just turned three, so they're three now. So yeah, it's not that long ago. Yeah. So do you, do you know? Yeah, I can I can imagine. But do you know the leaflets that they gave you? Are they still being used? No. So okay. um, again, the hospital that we gave birth in, I used to work at that hospital as well. Oh, okay. Um, I have worked quite closely with the hospital because I have had other incidents in that hospital when we've had okay. to take Harper where discrimination has happened oh, towards okay. language and things like that so I put in a few you know the pals when you write yeah. to the hospital to tell them so from that they've invited me in so I actually now do talks to the hospital and talk to doctors on how mm. to bring oh that's amazing we work together to put more informative leaflets let's mm. say it's again even like through the screening process people sometimes think well I, we're advocating that you shouldn't be screened and I'm not saying that I think people should be screened because mm. if you do have a diagnosis of Down syndrome in screening there's a lot of things that there's a lot of risks with having a baby with Down syndrome that they can have extra checks and extra monitoring so I think yeah. screening is really important but at the moment if you do do screening it's almost you're screened if you get a Down syndrome diagnosis your answer is abortion mm. whereas should be a balanced argument you should be giving parents both sides these are the negatives to down syndrome these are the positives to down syndrome you make your informed choice rather than just giving them information of all the negatives and, yeah, and abortion. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not balanced but that particular hospital is working towards changing a lot of that and i speak to a lot of the midwives there as well which is really good but the sad part of that is, of course, is that trust to trust, it will be, it's, total, it's totally different. Of course, yeah. you're doing your bit and that's am yeah. it's amazing that you've gone back and given them the feedback and they're open to taking it. It's then what's happening in, in every other hospital. And if they're still using these outdated leaflets. You with Down syndrome, I think, like even in like media I think there is a massive misconception of what Down syndrome is yeah. mm. people understand it even to myself like I didn't fully and like I said we've got a friend but I didn't fully understand what Down syndrome was and what that mm. means to a child and I also think there's a lot of word and language that's used around children with Down syndrome that it's the conditions first and it shouldn't be like that they're a person rather than they're not a condition they're not a type of person people talk about them as if they're like almost aliens like yeah yeah down syndrome. And I'm like, she's not a down syndrome she's a girl with down syndrome, down syndrome. there's a huge difference in that yeah or in that language okay so 
How was it, of, of course, you got the diagnosis once it was confirmed and they took you to the, the Breaking Bad newsroom. After that, <laughs> emotionally for you, how was that? And how would you, what kind of advice would you give to to a mother that got a birth diagnosis and just how to process it or any tips really? I think again, again, it's hindsight. I think in some aspects, we all need to go through that grieving process I think it just helped like I had massive difficulties in the early days bonding with Harper I didn't want to hold her because again how they sold Down syndrome to me I thought she was going to die so I'm like I don't want to be attached to her because she's going to die and Mm. she's not going to live and all that sort of stuff but you've got to remember that she's just a little girl just Mm. like twin sister was and she just needs exactly the same and people always ask me like what what needs does she have that's different she doesn't she doesn't have anything different like I fed Harper I fed Quinn like mm. she just does some things a little bit slower so I think going home and enjoying that baby because I think that's what the diagnosis takes that away from you like I feel like mm. I missed the early days with her because I was in this like grief process whereas I should have been absorbing all those little baby snuggles mm. rather than worrying about everything that the diagnosis brings with it because like I said it's 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 just enriched our lives having her and, and I wouldn't change anything about her I, I think if you took the extra chromosome away from Harper she wouldn't be who she is mm. and she's just the funniest little thing and she brings so much joy and happiness that I wouldn't want her any different like she's who she's meant to be so once you got that diagnosis is there where did you go to find your information that and your support obviously the information you initially was given is very negative and making you you know think the worst yeah. you're thinking worst case scenario rather than let me enjoy my my beautiful daughter so we I talked to social media originally I, I documented a little bit of my pregnancy but again because I wasn't very well throughout I didn't do a very good job of documenting a twin pregnancy but I thought it was going to give a good opportunity to share our story in terms of two two children the same age growing up to show the differences between them and then when I started on social media I found more and more people and I found the best support was people who've been there before people who've got children who've got Down syndrome you've got that connection so I started doing a lot of online just chatting to mums and we still do I've got group chats going on and if something's happening to one of them like just did yours do this like what like because a lot of things you over question so I question a lot of things like is it because she's Harper and she's Harper or is it because of the Down syndrome and yeah. I think it's always handy to have those little groups and supports and then another one was support groups in the community so our local area has a support network and mm-hmm. um, we used to go there before Covid times of mm-hmm. Covid we'd go every mm-hmm. month and meet up with people all different ages who've got Down syndrome as well so that was a really big support as well for us and there's a lot of online charities so positive about Down syndrome and wouldn't change a thing we're some really helping charities that helped us have got really amazing advice useful factual advice around down syndrome as well okay and then now of course of harper's three so i I saw on your instagram that she's needed uh, operations was that a result of her diagnosis yeah so there's a lot of associated medical conditions linked with down syndrome again they're not not everyone's going to have it's just a miss Harper unfortunately had the heart condition that's linked to down syndrome Mm -hmm. so she had an AV canal defect which is basically two holes in the heart that makes it look like the the middle of a heart is not there basically Mm -hmm. so she was supposed to have surgery really early on at eight weeks old but by some miracle the bottom hole healed a little bit so she managed to get to two and a half because they like them a bit bigger to do heart surgery on them Mm. and so last September she had open heart surgery which was the most difficult time I think because mm. again 
got the pandemic happening, you're going into a hospital where, you know, there's COVID. There was an imminent lockdown about to happen in that area where yeah. the hospital was. I had to go in alone. My husband couldn't be with me. Oh, um, and I suffer with health anxiety linked to my son because he was ill at birth. So I had a lot of all these things like going off in my head, but little half a blesser had the hope and heart surgery was home in five days. <laughs> just like mm. bounce back. Like, mm. I can't believe it's amazing. It's honestly children just how resilient they are and yeah. it's just it's, it's amazing it gives you strength sometimes because yeah. you're sitting there worrying and they're just like hey mommy, you, 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 you've had a whole surgery coming home and like five days like she's like running around with like a twin sister and i think i can't believe she just had like literally open hearts like her heart's been stopped and she's just there like, playing it's, it's, amazing. it's amazing really so just day-to-day life like how as you said of course she's a growing toddler same yeah. you know she probably likes the same or similar things to her sister if what is the kind of things you want people to know who might be that diagnosis and just might be thinking how how am I going to cope with this because I just feel because I, I looked like obviously I've done my research before um yeah. interviewing you and I was even shocked when I, I found some of the leaflets and it literally was it just felt like you're reading dun, 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 like yeah. like worst case scenario all the time yeah. rather than the joy and like i said i could see how it could rob you of that joy of being a parent so i think in the like i said in the early does i think once you've got over like the initial grief and i found it then because you get all this information about all these problems that they're supposed to have you leave the hospital you're then dealing with that information and then nothing happens so i'm like thinking mm-hmm she needs to have physio and she needs to have this and, she, and they're like no she's not going to have that until she's one so mm. we've got a massive gap that nothing happened mm. and I just kind of muggled through at home like we were quite mm. fortunate that Harper didn't have any massive like swallowing issues because some children with Down syndrome have swallowing issues which can affect weaning we didn't see any of that with Harper so I just weaned, weaned her the same as Quinn she needed a little bit assistance in sitting up because again because a low tone she didn't sit up so mm. She did everything the same as her sister, but just a little bit delayed. So yeah, but like our day-to-day life now, we do have therapy. So Harper does have help with things like speech and language because the speech can be a little bit slower to develop. We did have dietitians because she didn't gain weight sufficiently, but that was particularly linked to a heart. So since she's had a heart surgery, she has been gaining weight quite well now. Mm. Um, And then we had physiotherapy and we got some private funding from children in need to get some conductive education. So it's kind of like a physio, which is predominantly used with children with cerebral palsy, but there were some studies being done to say that it helped children with Down syndrome. So mm-hmm. we went on our local one to be a participant of seeing what, what happens with a child yeah. with Down syndrome. And Harper progressed really, really nicely with, with that and got her walking when from having that. So that was oh. amazing. But then again, day to day now, we have had adaptations and little bits. So like we, we've got like signing cards, like I've learned Makaton to do baby mm-hmm. signing with Harper um, and we use picture cards quite a lot throughout the house but we've kind of just it's our day to day now right. it doesn't seem like it's because a, a lot of people think oh it's a lot of things to do but it's not because we just do it it's routine to us now like if we ask him if she wants a drink we've got a little drink chart for her to pick if it's milk juice water that she wants because she mm-hmm. can't tell you which one she wants so it's just those little things that you just adapt but day to day our life is exactly the same as everybody else is really and she likes mm. the same things as a sister does she's got a very much more calm temperament than a sister which again is quite helpful because I don't mm. think I could cope with two quins either <laughs> a little sassy madam but but yeah so yeah she's just the same really day to day I have saw on your page about Makaton so if you just for people that might not know might want to yeah. do research I give it just a little bit info on what Makaton is 
So Makaton is basically a form of sign language, but it's, so when you're doing sign language, you would sign out every single word. So with Makaton, you're signing the key word. So we learn a lot of objects such as drink, bath, toilet, things like that, mm-hmm. that she might use. We learn the sign for more and, and things like that. So like, again, if she wants something, if she can't physically speak it, she can sign it. And a lot of people worry about signing because she can start signing with children from six months old and it's beneficial not just for children with disabilities but children in general to reduce frustration and aid communication but what happens is you'll find that once they start being able to say the word they drop the sign so like now Harper can say more it's very we don't see that sign that often which she used to sign more all the time for food because she loves the food but (laughs) yeah she doesn't do that anymore because she can say say it yeah okay so what is what is your plans just like moving forward generally just as a whole family i know the the pandemic and lockdown is driving us all crazy and um, is anything you're looking forward to any plans that you've got as a family i think again it's a bit difficult for us at the moment because with harper we've got we've shielded um Mm. so and again she can't have the vaccine so i'm still in the worry of how does that impact her as we come out we've all been vaccinated now so we're all we're all safe but it's sort of like I don't know what that means for Harper because obviously Harper could still potentially catch it yeah um, we're supposed the girls were supposed to be starting nursery in March but about to hold that back because again the risks to Harper mm. is not we can't risk that but I'm looking forward to them both starting nursery in September because I think mm. that's a good thing for them because again they've not seen other children for like a whole year I took Quinn out for the first time at the weekend to the shopping centre and she's not been out and a little face for like we've gone to a theme park and it's just mm, a- amazing <laughs> wow wow yeah. just but oh, see, yeah, when we booked a holiday it's only like local but again we're looking forward to going on holiday and continuing to raise more awareness that's like I, I do my Instagram to continue to raise mm. the profile of what Down syndrome is and it's an amazing platform to be able to do that. And I hope I can still continue to, to share our, our lives and show people that Down syndrome is not that scary. I forgot to ask this earlier, but what um, type of Down syndrome does does Harper have? So there's, I don't know if you know, there's three types of Down syndrome. A lot yeah. of people don't know that there's more than one type. So Harper's got, we always call her a bit common. So she's got the common type. So she's got triostomy 21, which affects around about 96% of people with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, there are others, so there's translocation and mosaic, but they're more rare compared mm. to um, triastomy 21. So yeah, she's just got the common type. <laughs> with, with the hindsight that you have, would you say to yourself when you've got that birth diagnosis? So I would say not to worry, not to be feared. We always say don't judge a book. And I think them handing you those leaflets, you judged on what you read. And mm. I think done that and I should have just listen to my heart and just seeing that she was just a little girl and I think Mm. that would have made it so much better and that's why I always say to new mums like don't focus on the down syndrome because that's not the whole of it it's just a part of her yeah Um, yeah that's the main thing and one my last question do you know if because obviously you said that down syndrome awareness on the 31st of March but do you know if there's any you know more push for you know the leaflets to be updated across the board on the nhs because as i said you know your 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 twins are just three years old that's not that long ago to be given such outdated information and in, in the world that we live in now so do you know if there's anything happening across the board to try and make the literature better 
Yeah, there's lots of things happening. So there's a couple of charities that I mentioned earlier. So they both work avidly through up and down the country uh, mm-hmm. with trying to get new leaflet packs. And they are in a lot of the hospitals now that you get yeah. a wooden change of thing leaflet. And there's a lot of mums doing things locally where they do little gift baskets. So if you've just been given a diagnosis of Down syndrome, they've handwritten a letter to tell you about their child. So oh, that's- and there's a lot of campaigning as well, like at the minute, because the, the laws around Down syndrome are still very much outdated like I was saying mm. the abortion law that a lot of people don't know that you can abort a baby with down syndrome right up until birth I didn't know Whereas... when you said that I was like what well, I had to google because I could <laughs> I not I was like how do you okay oh yeah, <laughs> that's not yeah. Good. But I, was like, I don't even understand how that's even legal like how is that even okay how can you I think it's probably far out of date like so far out of date because if you link it to that law, that law is talking about that the, the lives are going to be severely impacted. And that's why they're saying you can have an abortion right up to birth. And I think in the 1970s, a child with Down syndrome didn't live predominantly till up until they were about 20 and then they die. And that's what they're saying. But that's because they weren't allowed to have heart surgery. Mm. Now they're allowed to have heart surgery. There's a lot of people with Down syndrome living into the 60s. So it's mm. sort of like the, the lifespan is not much shorter than a typical person's lifespan is and obviously they lead fulfilled lives now you know work they go to school and I think a lot of it used to be outdated I just don't think the law has been updated Mm. Um, and we're saying that it should be the abortion law for a child with down syndrome should be in line with it yeah it should be it should be I just honestly I just thought that was always across the board I've never heard anything like that I literally had to go and google because I was like how how is this even Link a lot possible of like cleft lip as well is on there for that and i was like cleft lip <laughs> yeah that's that... well, the fourth is on there there's all sorts of things yeah it's, it's so so out of date but okay but thank you so much for your time i know you're incredibly busy and it's crazy times right now and you're decorated as well in the middle of it but i appreciate it i just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast no thank you for having me thank you for letting me share my my little story as well no worries Thanks for listening to the Oh Shit Twins podcast. You can find me, Georgia Martell, at Oh Shit Twins on Facebook and Instagram, and my website is ohshittwins.com. I'll be posting new episodes once every two weeks, and in the meantime, you can like, comment, and subscribe.